1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the
2: Fly the W 670 podcast. It is episode 15 of season three Cubs position players report. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W 670 on Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're on Facebook. Or you can email us at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com. And who knows, Crowley and I might answer one of those live on the podcast. Crowley, uh, happy President's Day.
3: Yeah, it's it's a great day. Position players are reporting. And, Dustin, I had to go down to Wrigley Field myself, and I got one of these nice new spring training hats. You see this right here for those of you on 670 The Score podcast. And, Dustin, I waited just for this moment.
2: Yeah. There boy. you go. Thank you. Taking it off for you. Thank The, you. the sticker I gotta is, is take off. The, you got to take the sticker off. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get the idea. I don't understand. I don't understand the idea of keeping the sticker on the hat. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Somebody's going to have to explain that fashion statement to me. I don't get
3: it. It's off. And it's, it, I think it's awesome. I think it's a cool looking hat. And so I'm happy to pick one up. Thanks to my guys at Wrigleyville sports. Uh, Dustin, position and catchers reported last Wednesday. Now, like I said, position players are reporting. The last big name to show up to camp was Christopher Morel, who arrived on Saturday. But Dustin, to be fair, he played winter ball, so he was away from home um, longer than a lot of other players. So, you know, no problem there. Uh, But good to see him smiling in camp. There are, Dustin, 59 players in Major League camp. We talked last episode about the 33 pitchers and six catchers. That leaves 20 other position players, and they are going to begin their work today, Monday, when we're recording this. And in this segment, we're going to look at the infielders in camp. And, Dustin, for the majority of these guys, most of these guys were on the team last year, and you figure that most of these team guys are going to break camp with the Cubs. Um, Obviously, you have Michael Bush, who's new, Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal, Miles Masturbani, Matt Mervis, Christopher Murrell, Dansby Swanson, Patrick Wisdom. And then you have some minor leaguers that are just not – unless something amazing or catastrophic happens, are not going to make the team. That's uh, David Bodie, Luis Vasquez, Chase Strump, and Matt Shaw. They're, those are the infielders in camp. And so we clearly have two locks up the middle that are making this team in Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner. But Dustin, new manager Craig Counsel told the Beat, Rep- Beat Reporters the other day, winning is about preventing runs and it's about scoring runs. You've got to consider all of it when you figure that out. Which players do more? You never can tell. But we have enough offense to win a whole bunch of games. What do you think a whole bunch of games is to you, Dustin?
2: Yeah, well, it's more than, you know, you need to win more than 83. 83 won't get it done. 83 uh, is not enough. It might be in this division. This division is not that great. 83 might be enough. But you don't the, You don't have that old way where you played the division teams more, right? So it's a more balanced schedule now. Um, right. I, I I would love somebody to, to amplify it on that, right? A little follow-up, if you will, um, you know, but okay. Like, again, I'm willing to see, I'm willing to see. It's not March 1st yet. Mm-hmm. March 1st is going to be my absolute panic button time with this whole thing. So let's see. But he, he also, what I didn't like, and I don't know if we're going to get into it today, but he also talked about like, you know, don't put too much stock into what's happening out at spring training as far as wins and losses. Okay, but, you know, if Dansby Swanson's 0 for 28 again at spring training, I I got a problem with that. You know, if Christopher Morrell can't field a ball at third base and has throwing issues getting over to first, I got a problem with that. So don't tell me that that doesn't matter, Craig, because it matters.
3: Yeah, now, now we know, Dustin, that Nico and Dansby are one of the best double play tandems in baseball defensively with both winning the Gold Gloves in their respective positions. The question is, can the Cubs get more offense out of each player? Because Dustin, they're going to have to make up for those numbers that Cody Bellinger put up last year. Now, it may not have to be, it's not going to be one player uh, unless they do sign Cody or some other big name, but it has to be somebody, you know, everyone chipping in a little. And Dansby, to me, Um, It is a guy that you look at right away. He was down in pretty much every offensive category in 2023 from the previous season. So in 2022, Dustin, his walk year with Atlanta, Dansby slashed 277, 329, 447 with 25 home runs and 96 RBIs. Last year with the Cubs, his first year, he slashed 244, 328, 416 with 22 home runs and 80 RBIs. So the average was down about 30 points. The OPS stayed roughly the same. And the slug was down about 30 points. And so, you know, he's we somewhere. More slu- he-
2: we need more slug out of him. The Cubs need more slug out of him. There's no doubt about that.
3: Now, Dustin, the one thing I did look at is he improved in strikeouts. So he struck out 182 times in 2022 compared to 154 in 2023. So maybe the strikeouts go up, but so does the slug. You know what I'm saying? Right,
2: right.
3: He did slightly better with runners in scoring position, slashing 267, 381, 460. But to me, Dustin, if the Cubs are going to battle, you know, for a postseason spot, you're going to need more out of him. I mean, he's your highest paid player.
2: Right, and I know. And again, it goes back to don't you know? He had a rough spring. He had a mm-hmm. he had a rough spring last time. Oh, tap the brakes. Well, it carries over. You don't just all of a sudden show up at Wrigley or show up in a major league park and all of a sudden start hitting the ball because oh well, spring training's over. Now it's go time. That that's not so. You know, I understand the pitching. I I get that they're working on things. The pitchers are working on things, situations, working on pitches, curveball. Right, the curveball is no damn good out in Arizona. I get, I get all that. But don't tell me that. I mean, I'm not worried about the the wins and losses, but I am worried about the at-bats for sure. And the defense, especially because the Cubs are looking to replace third base and first base. We're going to get into that in a minute. Right now. Nico had
3: a really solid offensive year in 2023. He slashed 283, 346, 383 with nine home runs and 68 RBIs. Nico's talked how he wants his power to go up. We'll see what happens. I remember, you know, Sandberg's another second baseman where Jim Fry told him, hey, you got to pull the ball more, and and he started hitting more home runs. I just don't want to see him sacrifice his ability to get on base just for a few more home runs. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I I hope he's not focused on hitting long ball, just getting on base. That's what I want on Nico
3: Horner. I think if you have this with Nico for his career at 283, 346, 383, I think that's fine. He was clutch with runners in scoring position, Dustin. He slashed 302, 358, 403. So when it came to guys that you wanted up the bat with runners on base, Nico, was it was like the top of the list for the All Cubs? No, right. yeah, it was him and Jan
2: Gomes, right?
3: Right. And so you got your middle inner fielders locked up. We know those guys are there and nobody's taking those jobs. That takes us to the corners where the biggest question mark for this, where the, where the you know, that's where the biggest question mark for this team is. First base is going to be a battle of the left-handed prospects. Newcomer Michael Bush recently acquired from the Dodgers. He was the Dodgers 2023 minor league player of the year. But another lefty first baseman is Matt Mervis, who was the Cubs 2022 minor league player of the year. So both of them recently coming off minor league players of the years. Both had cups of coffee in the majors last year. Neither of them were able to do much offensively. Dustin, it takes time to be a successful major league hitter. It's a learning process. You're going to struggle. The question for me is how much rope will each player be given? So if Bush starts out struggling and Mervis is raking at triple A, when do they make a move and vice versa?
2: Well, that, that is interesting, right? I mean, I, I think you can pencil in Michael Bush as the opening day first baseman at this moment, right? Unless obviously there's an injury or, Mervis is awesome and Bush is trash, but otherwise Bush is starting at first base. I, I think they may have already given up on Mervis, to be honest with you. I, I think they might have already, I, I think that ship might have already sailed. Um, but
0: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites.
4: London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
2: They have no other options. If you don't have Cody Bellinger, you got to have somebody play first base and DH every once in a while. It can't be Christopher Morrell all the time. So, Michael Bush better be. You know what? Michael Bush needs to be better than even advertised, right? Michael Bush needs to have like a really, really good year. The way the roster sits today, the 19th day of February.
3: Right. And you and I have talked about this before. Mervis and Bush both dominate AAA pitching. There's there's nothing for them to prove anymore. And so one of those two guys has to take the next step to be an everyday player. And then whoever wins the job, you can figure you'll see a platoon with Bush and Mervis taking the bats versus the righties and with Patrick Wisdom taking the bats against the lefties. Craig uh, Council was talking to the media about that uh, this weekend. and you know, here, here's what Craig had to say about Patrick Wisdom.
5: Look, Patrick's had success in this league. Um, he's streaky. There's no question about it. I think he would tell you that. Um, and sometimes that's that's hard, right? To try and figure out like what's what's you know, when is that when it when is it going to happen, right? Uh, but but players with that much power and how he can change games and he can almost win games by himself offensively on occasion, right, with with just how he's feeling at the plate, um, those are valuable. There's um, And then you find spots for those guys. Um, and so I think, you know, Patrick's in some competition this spring, um, and, he, and we're probably going to ask him to try some new things this spring, a little more first base this spring we'll ask him to try. But it's a bat that's um, really handled left-handed pitching, produced against left-handed pitching, and you take note of that.
3: So, you know, with wisdom being able to play first and third and with pop against lefties, you know, for sure, he's going to make the roster. I don't have any doubt about that, but I like what Craig was saying there, because it is important that you ride the hot hand. If you remember wisdom was on fire in April and, and he, he absolutely demolished the Dodgers in LA. And, and, and so when he gets hot, you got to ride that as hard as you can. And then when he starts cooling off, you might want to play someone else at that point in time.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's a, he's a reasonably priced option that, you know, definitely doesn't break the bank, helps you out. Great guy. You know, him very well, Crowley couldn't be a, you know, a bigger, bigger, nicer guy out there than than Patrick wisdom. So I'm glad that he is still with the team and it sounds like Craig's got his role. You know, when there's a lefty starter, here comes Patrick wisdom, pencil him in.
3: Yep. Now the biggest question of all on the infield is third base, where we finally got confirmation of the Cubs plan. Craig Council said this weekend, Christopher Morel has done so much with the bat. It's our job to figure out the best way to deploy it. Let's give him some consistency at third base and see where we're at roster wise at some point in camp and then go forward from there. Dustin, uh, last year the Cubs went with a mix of Nick's Magical and Patrick Wisdom at third, but Morel needs, you know, according to the Cubs, you know, and Craig Council, Morrell needs consistency at one position. And third is the best fit for the team. What worries about all Cub fans, and you brought it up earlier, Morrell has been a below average by pretty much every metric on defense except for second base. That is the only place that he's played where he's been at least average defensively. Everything else, third, outfield, uh, shortstop, has been below average. And so the Cubs sent coaches to work with Morrell this winter when he played Dominican ball for Aguilas Ibaeñas. Um, working with him at third especially, but there's no question about his offense. He's a big swing and miss guy, but but he gives the Cubs a ton of pop. Last season, Dustin, he slashed 247, 313, 508 with 26 home runs and 70 RBIs in only 107 games. Remember, he doesn't come up until the beginning of May. And so he averages one home run at roughly every 15 at bats, which is pretty elite. So, it, it, you know, he does, he's going to strike out a lot. He's going to hit a lot of home runs, but that's no different than Kyle Schwarber, right?
2: Right. Absolutely. Good, good comp. Good comp. You don't want him striking out as much as Schwarber. And he's probably, <laughs> not probably, he's a better overall defender than Schwarber, even though Schwarber has turned into a pretty solid left fielder. He really worked hard at him.
3: So Morel was asked by the beat reporters about playing third base. Here's what he had to say.
1: If they give me a chance to play in third base, I give my best. I'm trying to show try hand, to the Cubs. I can play in third base.
0: In Winter Ball, you you played third, right? Yeah,
1: I played most of the
0: time in third base. How did it go?
1: Really good. I make his some plays.
0: Last year at this time, you said that was your favorite position, right?
1: Yeah, I've been more comfortable in third base. I play most of my career in third base what
0: what's important just making that throw
1: accurately is that the biggest challenge for you? We work in that. It's a challenge for me. Like trying to get more control, more consistently, and we
3: work in that way, we with coach it here. So a lot of interesting things in there. Number one, he said he's most comfortable at third.
2: So well, that's and that and that's a big that's a big part of it, right? Now whether he's saying what he should say Hopefully he's telling the truth, but that's important. It's important that he feels comfortable there personally.
3: Right, and he he's willing, he's willing to give it a shot. Now, again, there's a lot to playing the position, and the thing that worries people the most is that throw to first because he kind of drops his arm down a little bit instead of throwing over the ball, and so you really – this is going to be a lot of work that this coaching staff is going to put in. You just got to kind of be careful not to overwhelm him, but it's, it's, it's everything, you know, it's it's footwork. It's, it's, it's the throw. It's getting in front of the ball. It's knowing, you know, where to position yourself. So, you know, I watched him play in the Dominican and I saw him make some really spectacular plays. Um, Sometimes I feel like he kind of struggles with the more routine plays. You know, he obviously had some errors, but I think sometimes he struggles with the routine plays more than the difficult plays and you see that sometimes the players you know
2: yep yep
3: last season though Nick Magical played 72 games at third Patrick Wisdom played 61 games at third Miles Masturbani played 29 games at third and Jaime Candelario no longer on the team he played 19 games at third so my guess Dustin is I could see all of those guys still being on the team Magical Wisdom Masturbani, and 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 you know, you'll see some combination of that group on the bench along with uh, Talkman. But uh, the young prospects, Luis Vasquez, Chase Trump, and Matt Shaw, they get a chance to work with the Major League coaches, hit against some Major League pitching, and get some really valuable experience in their first big league at camp. And then David Bodie, obviously, is just some insurance and isn't going to hit the, you know, they're not going to make him go into the backfields with, like, 18-, 19-year-old kids. So... Those four guys are, are, you know, again, again, uh, unless someone is fantastic or there's a catastrophic problem, those guys will start out in the minor leagues. But, you know, like I said, especially for those young guys, a good chance to get some experience.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.